0: welcome to the ask philip podcast today philip talks about the power of imagination in helping you reach your financial goals and inflation
1: Here's Philip. Hey, this episode is brought to you by my two contributors. First one is John Thurman, CEO of Axis Financial, an independent life insurance brokerage company to help families figure out how much life, disability, health insurance coverage they need at a good at a good rate. Um, and second sponsor is Allison. Rife Martin, Rife Martin CPA, and she is a lot of things. But the best way for me to describe what Allison does for families is act as their personal and business CFO, so, or, so organizing finances for yourself for your business, making sure that you are paying your fair share of taxes, but only your fair share of taxes, and not, uh, you know, don't not overpaying. Um, refer back to our episodes. I'm doing episodes with them, um, with uh, Allison every Friday um, of the of the month, and with John every Monday of the month uh, about those different topics because they are the experts. Enjoy the episode. All right, it is August third, two days away from Sweetness's birthday. Uh, sweetness is is my wife, y'all. For the new listeners. So this is going to be an exciting rest of the week for us, but let's get to the podcast episode. So today we're going to talk about two concepts and one of them is, it's like a universal principle and the principle is imagination is the mirror of the soul. And I'm going to go a little deep for a second because you can interchange the word soul with spirit but i believe it's that life essence that that allows us to do amazing things or terrible things uh, or live a life of mediocrity but our our life right is a manifestation of what our soul visualizes we can create we create the life that we want in our mind first well before we actually execute the life if you ever met somebody with with like willpower, where you know, I remember playing basketball with this one guy, and he wasn't really that good. Our team was was better, but he had just like an amazing will to not lose, and uh, and like they they didn't lose. They were not that good, but it, you know, he had a just an amazingly strong will. And if you if you think about anything in your life where when you locked in on it and you decided you were definitely going to do it more times than not. You did it. So this is just a principle that I believe is is just true. And specifically in building wealth, if if you want to have a certain lifestyle or achieve certain financial goals, you first have to visualize it in your head first, which means to visualize it, you actually have to believe it. I, for 16 years, have been asking people in the beginning of a meeting, to give me an idea of the lifestyle that they want to to live when they're financially comfortable, to figure out how much money they need to to, to get there or what they need to do to get there. And you would be shocked, you know, the vast majority of people either don't know, haven't thought about it, uh, which is you know part of the part of my value what I'm here for. And then a lot of times the answer for the people that have thought about it, they 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 lowball the situation, meaning they intuitively feel that the goal is super unattainable uh, in their mind. And so they say, okay, I want a lifestyle. And they tell me they want a lifestyle financially that's, that's less, that's, you know, requires less money than what they're currently making today significantly because they've already given up on visualizing, it. And that may sound like a, like a small thing. It may sound very insignificant, but it's big. If you, anybody who i've met who has achieved success financially meaning they, like they 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 they're financially independent very financially independent you know m- multiple times over they they visualized that that what that didn't just happen by chance you know for 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 years or decades they had a solid vision of the lifestyle they wanted to live and they aggressively every day visualized that lifestyle organized a plan to create the lifestyle and then with faith, patience, and discipline executed executed on that plan until the goal was achieved. And I'm sitting on this for a minute and I'm going non-analytical, non-heady type stuff because this actually is the stuff that is the most important in building your wealth building plan because the how-to organizing the plan Figuring out what's needed to, to to make your goal happen. That part is the relatively simple part. It's not it's not easy, but if somebody's done it, the information out is out there for you to figure out how to organize a plan to get it. So that part is unbelievably simple. The hard part is getting people to be okay with visualizing and believing that they could actually achieve the lifestyle they want. Now don't get don't misunderstand me the the bigger the vision, the harder it's gonna be. But my philosophy is life is hard regardless. <laughs> you know, whether you visualize it or not, life is hard regardless. And so you might as well aim your actions in a direction that's gonna make you happier or, you know, more fulfilled when you get there. And it and it's okay to be what I call quote unquote shallow. Some people think that it's holier to not want, you know, I, I, I tend to have the belief that it's okay to have a vision and want more as long as you're happy with what you have now, which is, which is kind of hard to hold those two thoughts, but strive for the, you know, I like to strive for something because it gives me like life. I get excited about it, but I'm also 100% happy about what I have today, right? In the moment. And it took me a while to honestly, you know, get work, get there and fully understand that, but I've gotten better and better and better and better and better at it. So it is okay to one thing, like it's okay to want shallow things. It's okay. I think it's all about doing it in the right order. Not you know going into tons of debt to look like you have money or look like you know you you have things. It's like, hey, if you want you know, Tesla and that's important to you, okay, figure out how much money you got to make to get Tesla while still executing on your financial plan, whether it be saving X amount of your money, paying off debt. Doing all those things, so that's that's all I'm, I'm really going to say on that aspect for today. But I'm I'm going to come back to this topic and hit it a little bit more in detail at a later at a later point. Let's let's now get into some heady stuff, you know, some nerd type stuff, and it's it's about inflation, or said another way, money debasement, and and I feel like a lot of a lot of uh, yeah. For example, um, I shared in my stories today this this tweet that I saw. Uh, it's a human rights activist Alex Glas writes some great articles. I think I've referenced some of his articles on the podcast before, but he goes into poorer countries and you know figures out why there's poverty. And oftentimes, not oftentimes, almost always, it's the government has stolen from the people by by lots of inflation lots of inflation which is money debasement and so what is inflation i think it's i think it's easier to understand because we do it in a sophisticated way today but inflation is easier to understand if you go back to you know thousands of years ago we actually you know had money in the form of 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 coins and what would happen was you know if if x government coin was this weight right because they measured it by What it was made by and weight, you know, as far as the value and the government needed to spend some more money, spend more money than what they had to go pay for a war or which is often almost always it was for a war to expand their territory. They would confiscate all the coins, shave down some of it and then reissue it at the same amount, meaning they would say, hey this is this is one this coin is i'm just i'm gonna use a dollar right so this coin is worth one dollar and then they took it they, they they confiscated it shaved it down and, and took you know and, and took some of you know what they shaved down and, and created like new money out of it but they basically gave back the existing money to the people who said okay now this smaller coin is worth a dollar and you'd be like yeah but it's smaller and meanwhile they created i'm just making up a number 20 percent more money from the 20 percent they shaved off all the coins from all the people so they and they just told everybody, hey, like this, just act like this is worth the same value so we can use extra money to pay for wars. And that's what they do. And and that is no different than governments like printing money. And today they're making the value of the money uh, worth less because money is just trust. Right. And when even though they would tell people that it's worth less, people would be like, mm, "Nah, I think I'm going to demand more of these coins to, you know, for my services, because. Um, because it, you, you know you can't you can't really fool people, and so you fast forward to today. All this money printing, the cost of housing, education, all these things going up. That's that is what's happening. It's the debasement of currencies, and and you see it aggressively in the poorer countries. Going back to what I was saying before, Alec, Alec Lasting was talking about um, Cuba and all the inflation going on there, which is why you see lots of rioting because it's it's aggressive in poorer countries but in the civilized countries like here um, since we have more money you know we're still getting hit with the basement and we see the effects of it but it's not as blatant and we haven't started riding in the streets because it's not it, it hits us at over a slower period of time like it's a slow death versus a fast aggressive one like in poorer countries the and the reason why they do it is because just the general population doesn't understand what's happening like we understand taxes we're like yeah you've raised my taxes, I can feel that, but like debasement of the money, that's tough to explain, because we see the cost of things going up, but there isn't like, there's no, everybody that's spending their money in the same things, different things go up at different rates. Politicians will, on one side will blame the other side. You know, politicians on, you know, will offer, so They're 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 all saying that they're for the people, but their solutions are not actually fixing the inflation problem, it's just, pacifying the people so that they could keep printing money so the government can pay out their debts and keep doing their expansion, expansionary policies. So, yeah. And if you look at history, this has like, as far as, as far as my study, like every time, right, the country either goes to default or they just keep printing their currency to lower and lower value. So what do you do as an investor? You, you, you want to just, Keep your money in places that will pay you interest or growth um, above the money printing rate, the, the, the debasement de- de- rate. So, if the governments are debasing the money, which the expectation you know that a lot of experts has is the debasement rate will make the value worth ten to fifteen percent less every single year. That means you're if you have a five year time horizon, you need your portfolio to at least grow at 10 to 15% a year just to just to break even, right? And so then you got to figure out, all right, what assets are going to uh, do that? Those are you know, assets that can't be hard, hard assets that can't be printed more of. So think of real estate, gold, Bitcoin, um, but also growth stocks that are growing at, above, at an above average rate. And, and those are the better assets to hold in a inflationary money printing rate. It's also the best industries to be in because they're getting capital and money and they're taking market share from companies that can't grow at that rate. So it's a, it's, it's a time where there's always winners and losers, but since the majority of people don't understand what's going on, it ends up being a disproportionate amount of losers at the bottom of the economic status or financial, social economic status, because they don't, they don't know how to protect themselves from the government, you know, stealing their purchasing power. So that's what I'm here for. And by the way, I don't think there's some big conspiracy of the government out here to, 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 to do it, you know, to hurt people uh, per se. You know, I think they the, I, I, I truly believe that human beings act in their own self-interest and politicians are just like, hey, we just want to stay elected. Right. And the c- central bank head is just like, hey, we just want to make sure the system doesn't blow up. Right. We're way beyond <laughs> uh, saving this thing. Right. And um, um, and the people, you know, people that are asking for more money, more printing from the government, they just want to be okay financially. So I'm not you know, it's a it's a system problem, not one specific individual or some hidden figures behind the scenes trying to take over the world type problem. But that's beside the point. The point is, I need to know how to protect my money and i have just given my personal playbook for what's happening. So I hope this helps you. Until tomorrow, uh, you enjoy your day.
0: If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk